It's your boy, Stephen Newman. And you're watching Financial and listening to Financial Therapy. Today, we're in Buckhead, correct? Yes, we are. Great, great area. Yeah, we're at the Allure Buckhead Village Mm. on Far Road. Shout out to the Buckhead family, our Buckhead listeners. Yeah, so if you know anything about Buckhead, you know it's a very uh, affluent area. Um, Restaurants are nice. And if you're from Atlanta... It used to be Land of the Clubs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Land of the Clubs. Uh, Atlanta per- period was the Land of the Clubs. You can get a party, final party, anywhere, everywhere. This is true. This is what we were known for, so yeah. now that's why we were tracking. back in uh, Diddy, you know, Visions. Like, uh, <laughs> it's me, it was how I'm shaking. So, yeah. If you're not, if you're not born and raised in Atlanta, just forget what yeah, we just said. Yeah, and just let's just go. But it's a great place to... <laughs> For the family to have a meal, mm. do some shopping. It's a great uh, date idea as well. It is. So our single yeah. listeners out there, I do need to find a nice little place to yeah, uh, to eat here. Yeah. I'm, I'm, the I'm, shops is in walking distance. It's a smooth little area. Yeah, it's raining today, so today we're not going to do it. But no. we're going to uh, we're going to be effective, and that's why we're not out in the city right now. But we have a great episode for you guys today. As you can yeah. see, we have our water, our hand sanitizer. We got our mask. We have our mask. So we hope you guys are being careful out there, um, taking social distancing serious, seriously. Um, yes, when in doubt, put your mask on. Please, please. Now they have fashionable ones. Shout out to everybody who took a, that opportunity yeah. and started creating their, putting their brand in their logo. Like Reggie Biv. Yeah. Got a nice little mask out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, all right, so today, first things first, we're going to have a conversation. Well, we're going to open it up with a, with a story today, all right? So... I was watching, shout out to uh, Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. his podcast. So he had uh, a, a, an amazing interview of a, of a guy, what was his name? Do you remember his name? Which, which interview? I know, but it was the one with the guy, he went over to the Tanzania. Oh, okay. I know, I know, I know the name. Right. Can't, can't remember his name. Yeah, but uh, salute to him as well. So apparently people go over to Tanzania. Is it John Ha? Chow Chu? Chow. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something so, like that. So they go over to Tanzania and they want to they want to um, experience what the last hunting hunting and gathering tribe there is on Earth. All right, so these Tanzanians are amazing individuals because they're pretty much detached from the rest of the world, living in Africa, no shoes. You know, their clothes are worn up. They and might this have is back in the nineties when when he was out there. Was it in the nineties? I can't remember. I, this isn't like 2020. Just I'm just setting yeah. the scene. Okay, yeah, yeah. People still frequently go, but if that's if that was when it was, then I remember he was 18 when he went. Because uh, he was well, saying, this is when he went to the Congo. Oh, okay. You know, I mess yeah. up. I yeah. mess up. The story. Yeah, you messed it up, but it's all good. It's all good because I know it had to be frequently because he was talking about the smartphone. Ah. Yeah. Okay. So it, he went over there. And I, you guys go check out the interview. I don't want to, you know, bosh his yeah. story. That's his story. That's Incredible his, story. A great one. It inspired me. But what he was getting at was that these people, and you can Google it, like, this tribe, they, they hunt, they got to eat what they find. Mm-hmm. And uh, so just to give you a little backstory on the tribe, they they don't have any shoes, and they're, they've eaten pretty much everything. So now they're eating bamboo, bamboons mm-hmm. and, like, they're smoking out trees to get the honey, and these killer bees are stinging them, and they're not dying. Then you know, it's like that. Most people, you get think about it. We're we're, we're like we're there. like I'm house animals. We go outside. So and, you say bees involved? I'm out of there. We were pulling up hedges just this weekend, yeah. and these hornets got out. They started, they started to go. 
It's time to reevaluate. Yeah, exactly. So you get a you get the context of what how these people are, but so he had a translator and he was able to communicate with everybody. He asked them what their happiest moment was, mm-hmm. and this is what's going to be where our story and our our episode is going with financial therapy is their response. Every last one of them was the day they caught the biggest catch. Uh, caught the biggest catch. The, the day they was able to provide the biggest catch for their family. Mm-hmm. That's what made them happy. Every last one of them. Like, this is what's important to them. So, uh, we want to have a conversation about, you know, us as in this society, on this side, the Western civilization, mm-hmm. how we become the CEO of our family, looking at, it, looking at our provisions that we make for our family. How can we do that efficiently? Because... Once you reach a certain level um, in life, I can see that after reading uh, Way of Superior Man, you find out what your purpose is and what you, how you're going to fulfill that. And so everything that you're doing is entangled and entitled around making provisions for your family Man, and the next I generation. Can't, I can't get over the fact that that's their happiest moment. You can't? I mean, really? I mean... Every- Not because it just... And the first word that comes to mind is gratitude. Mm. My gratitude. Because gratitude is free. <laughs> and mm. it's like, <clears throat> I'm sitting here thinking, like, what is my happiest moment? Hmm. I don't know. That's maybe another conversation for another day, but <laughs> you, you, simplifying your existence like that. That's, yeah. Because everybody's in search of happiness. Like, that's their happiest moment. That's serendipity. It's no, not, like, I'm not. Just so we're clear, I'm not knocking them on what I think to be their life. I'm actually using their happiness to shine a light on my life. Like, wait a minute. Like, mm, okay. Well, have you ever had a cookout that you sponsored for your family? Had no. Ever, ever, look, so when we was in college, our place was the, the spot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm on the grill. That's why they call, one of the reasons why they call me Cooking Man. I'm on the grill. We got everything. We used to say, drink good, eat good. Like, mm-hmm. that was our, our slogan. So everybody be over there. But to see everybody partaking and having a good time made you happy? I've, done, I've, I've had my place be the... Bring napkins? The, the pregame spot. Okay. Like, you live in the next station. Okay. It was like that. So, you know, I, I could see that. Uh, but that... Man, again, I don't want to get off the topic of that. We can make things as complicated or as simple as they as we want to. Uh, I just, I didn't know that fact before this. We shot this. That that's what that fact? blew me away. Which one? That that's the, the happiest moment. Oh yeah, that's that, the happiest moment. I mean, think about it. That's what you wake up to do every day. Yeah, but like, it's like you out there running around for five hours with no water. Yeah. Um, they living off the land. Living off but the like land. contrast that with the modern individual in Western civilization. They got a thousand things going on. Yeah. They got a ton of balls in the air. And happiness is honestly one of the things that we're trying to find, especially with the recent data. It's what's troubling us the most. So it's just, it's interesting the contrast someone who has to eat what they kill. Uh, no smartphone to speak of, no modern technology, at least from our understanding, or very limited. And then you have someone who has access to everything, uh, or at least what we consider to be everything. Mm. 
and the mindset is completely different. It's, it's interesting. Uh, but yeah, sorry. I didn't. No, that, I mean, that brings up a good point. That, the basic question is, why is it like that? I mean, now the smartphones are distractions from what you, it can be distractions, you know, like social media can be a distraction to, to what you're trying to do because they pay billions of dollars to market to people to yeah. get them to go down in a direction that might not be advantageous or beneficial to what path or purpose that they have in their life. I don't know. Maybe maybe humans. Maybe we're never satisfied. We're not content. We're not content. In some ways, we are. In some ways, we aren't. Uh, I think one of the things in modern technology, we're always aware of the next level. Yeah. We know exactly what more looks like. Is it because of competition? <laughs> Is it because of competition? Uh, in some ways, competition because it's, it's attached to human emotion, uh, jealousy or envy. Not like in the extreme sense, but like in the natural, like. Somebody has more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, I wonder yeah. if I could have more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But more so a statement on think of all the advances we've had this century or last century as well. And then you ask the question, are we happier? It's not, I don't know if it's as easy. I don't know. I, I, again, I. Didn't mean to turn us into uh, <laughs> deep dive Monday or well, Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever well, day it is. I think another thing that made it happy, and I wrote this down, this is why I'm able to remember it, is that they, even though, I mean, we can't get in full context of what they may think or what they believe, but the fact that none of it was, you know, compared to somebody else, it wasn't the grass is green on the other side or what so-and-so did, means I couldn't do it. There isn't a, like for us, there isn't a finite amount of money. There isn't a finite, finite amount of success. So if you are successful, that doesn't mean I can't be successful. Yeah. And so if there is jealousy and envy in there, understand when that is and be able to lean through it and not have it be spiteful towards your brother or your sister. Yeah. And this is where I believe alpha, alpha males, when they start understanding that. Oh, and be careful. I know, I know, I know. It's a very sensitive conversation, but I did research on what an alpha is, right? And what an alpha is the ability to bring value to a com- community, to where they can eat and you provide. That's what makes you an alpha. Not that you're overly uh, power overpowering someone else. That's not what an alpha is. Yeah. You know Hope you out there. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you're if you desire, a, a, you know, I'm in a dating world and women like. I desire an alpha man. And I asked them, like, what is an alpha? And they're like, somebody who, you know, demands the room. And I'm like, instantly I'm turned off. But, like, that's not, that's not the case. If you're bringing value to your community, people gravitate to you because they know you're the place where they're going to cook up. And you're the, you're the, the uh, pregame spot. You know what I'm saying? They know they can come in there and be successful and there's value there. So uh, I think with that being said... The reason why we picked this topic for, not I think I know, the reason why we picked this topic for financial therapy is we desire that everybody that we come across and that we can help and bring value to can think of themselves as that CEO in their business. So we're going to break down, we're going to break down the ways to do that, um, and we're going to call it the family playbook. We're going to we're going to we're going to specify it to the family. So we're going to take the same CEO corporation ideas and concepts and apply it to your family. And this is because we've seen and we've been around some successful families. We've been able to work with, we've been able to be inspired by, 
Um, and what we find our strength, our seam is that we believe that you can do good business. Like just because somebody else is winning doesn't mean you can't win and you don't have to get over on them. There is good business. Shout out a good book called uh, uh, Blue Oceans. Talks about that. So that's a good book. Y'all check that out. So, Steve, I guess the first conversation was you brought up the point that first things first is that families come together as a collective. Um, the first part of the collective is sharing information. And you said modern society as kids don't know what the parents are doing financially and parents don't know what the we, kids are doing. Um, <clears throat> So I think uh, I was I can't remember what I was watching or reading was uh, they were talking about the purpose of life uh, isn't about you it's about the offspring so nature is geared in a way where everything is about the next generation the person that's living is about survival mm-hmm. but it's only survival so that they can reproduce nothing else mm-hmm. it doesn't care about hopes dreams <laughs> as we're, like it it's a humbling kind of understanding, but nature is geared towards uh, reproduction. And the way that nature is set up is typically the strong survive. Mm. So the strong get to pass on their genes, down and out. So I bring that up uh, as far as the family sharing uh, is that one of the consequences, not in a bad way, but just as a scientific word, one of the consequences of modern society is that you can tend to think more about yourself mm. and about what your life is supposed like to be. Self-preservation? Huh? Self-preservation? Is that what you think? It's part of it. But it's more than something more than just self-preservation. Because in modern society, it's like, you're not having to hunt for your food. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. There's no lion outside waiting for you to wake up. Every morning. <laughs> A lion is there. Shout out to Eric Thomas. Yeah. But it's a great story. I get what he was saying in that context, but yeah. as far as like survival, it's like you, you so you evolve into other things. So you start, and the reason that brought me to the family aspect was when we think about what it takes to help the next generation in our modern society, it takes a whole lot more than just passing over your seat. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more that goes into it. Uh, so one of the things since we've embarked on this path is we've noticed that we've run into a lot of families that are a collective of individuals who share the last name. Mm-hmm. But they aren't family in the sense of the word family. Uh, it doesn't mean they don't love each other. It doesn't mean they don't come together during holidays, share gifts, share laughs, uh, you know, cry, laugh, you know, all those good stuff. Uh, but when it comes to you know, financial therapy, when it comes to the financial part of things, they're all just a bunch of individuals who don't speak to each other really about what's going on in their financial lives. So uh, one of the things that we've been really harping on, and probably, it's probably just really one of our mantras, is to just bring the family closer together financially. And sharing knowledge to me was just the easiest way to do so. So to give you an example, um, to go to your alpha male point, or alpha point, could be male or female, uh, I felt strongly about bringing my family together to do something. Don't care what it was, just to do something. So I've been pushing them, pushing them. We had our first family meeting uh, maybe a couple weeks ago uh, just to come together. But the idea of what we'll do going forward came from two other members of the family. It didn't come from me. 
I, I felt like my job was just to bring us together. But sharing knowledge was two people that had already had great ideas on what we should be doing. Now, not to say they would never have brought this up, but you'd be surprised once you get people in the room with a common theme, what comes out. And we just like, oh, okay, this is excellent idea. We should move forward with this. And I, I say that to say is that for those of you who want to do things with your family, want to come together, want to build that family life value, uh, the baby steps matter. Uh, so just the initial conversations, letting, letting your intentions be heard and be clear, uh, letting people know, hey, this is what we should be doing as a family. Uh, especially if you're in a family full of grown people, uh, like myself, uh, like Emmanuel, uh, where all the kids are pretty much grown now. Uh, so we, we're having this conversation about, okay, you've got a, a group of individuals that share a last name. You guys definitely are blood. You've been there for each other through tough times. You've been there during the good. They supported you in your career, in your recreational career. Like anything you wanted to do, your family has been there for the most part. So now we're talking about how do we take that same camaraderie that you have in other aspects of family life and how do we bring it to the financial realm? Uh, Christmas is a great example. So if you come together as a family and you guys are giving each other gifts on the, in December 25th, there's no reason, rhyme or reason why you can't come together and share knowledge, share information, share resources as a family in the same tradition that you do for Thanksgiving and Christmas. For, <clears throat> I'm going to throw this out. This doesn't mean we su support or do not support this movement, but it is an example of, and I'm sure you probably heard of it, the flower. The who? The flower susu, what is it? Yeah, yeah, the, the blessings. The blessings. Circle or something like that. Blessing circle. The, uh, I don't know what you guys are calling it, but it, I've been approached by hundreds, hundreds of people about this. Um, and, you know, my recommendation is to do your research. But uh, I believe, and it's been through my family, and the concept seems similar to a lot of other concepts that I got, but where I'm going with this is, that now, once you've come together as your family and now you want to do a plan of action, the one thing that we want to make sure that the risk isn't in the investment. The risk is in the investor. That's where it's at. So this is why we discuss and have conversations called financial therapy is because how can you increase your human value? For example, if I see that uh, Apple is about to do a split, right? They're about to do a split. Four for one split. Four for one split. August 31st. They're about to do a split. I see that because, you know, of the circles I'm in. And then all of a sudden, I want to take money out of this, not even vetting where that money's coming from, not setting up the capital structure on this side, but now I want to jump on this opportunity. And then it goes belly up. It's not Apple's fault. It's not your advisor's fault. It's not anybody's fault. It's your responsibility as the CEO to understand that, um, moving out of carelessness, uh, moving because you feel like you're going to be left out is not the way you want to move when you're Tell in. Tell me about it. <laughs> you, anytime you feel like you're being left out, like somebody's making money in real estate, oh, somebody, yeah, you, you got, you, you're not moving, you, you're not having purpose, therefore your happiness isn't going to be in the reward. You're doing it merely for that financial gain, and you're doing it because you see somebody else winning. I see Steve winning, and I feel like I need to do it. No, this doesn't fit in with your plan and your movement. So when I say 
the risk is in the investor, now you need to have a conversation on how do you minimize and yeah. mitigate that risk. First, have the conversation with the family. So who are you guys as individuals? Uh, just like any individual, there's things you know about them and there's things you don't know about them. Uh, so don't assume just because you grew up with these people or were raised by these people or you raised these people uh, that you know everything there is to about, about them. Uh, when you're covering a different topic or a new topic, you've got to make room for ideas, understandings that you may not be aware of. Uh, so sharing knowledge is a good way to mitigate some of that risk as an investor. So who are you guys as an investor? What's in your circle? Uh, what's in my circle may be you know, stock investing, investing in the stock market. In other circles, it may be real estate. In other circles, it could be completely different things. It could be art. It could be... Who knows what it is? It could be a product, it could be a service, it could be giving back, it could be, an, it could be so many different things. But getting to know who each individual investor is in the family unit can at least put you on, a, on the right path. Because then you'll, everybody knows who they're dealing with. Because uh, there's a lot of details that go into this. Uh, but first things first is, like you said, get to know the investor. Mm-hmm. Who is the family as investors? Who do you guys want to be? what seeds are already planted inside you and figure out which way you guys want to go with it. Cause there's so many different ways to do it. Uh, for example, you can commit to a monthly sort of coming together. It could be semi-annually, it could be annually. Uh, it could be money that you guys share. It could be resources. It could be contacts. Uh, it could be just support. So there's, there's a lot of different ways that you can attack it. Uh, but most importantly, uh, that risk as an investor is, is very important. Uh, so before you jump into whatever idea you're gung-ho on that you haven't shared with the family yet, make sure that you leave that room uh, for more and different understanding that you, than what you have. Because that's the whole reason you're coming together as a family in the first place. Mm-hmm. So just make sure you keep that in mind. Because again, what you may think is the right idea to go forward with may not be what's right for the family. And you have to be able to navigate that. So lean heavy on the idea of you guys coming together, but don't lean so heavy on the thing that you guys are coming together for. Because that can change, it can mutate, it can evolve, uh, it can become different things. Nice. Okay, so now that we have that risk, we still got to understand the risk of catastrophe. Yeah, uh, one of the... Again, another beauty of coming together as a family is you got a larger denominator. Uh, so let's take the example of you guys investing, let's say, $1,000 something into something. Uh, when you do it as an individual, that's your 1000 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that you get to call the shots, time. but you get to get shot too yeah, about yeah, yeah. more times. That's, that's, that is your whole Nine times, up. 50 cents. Yeah. <laughs> pull up, pull yeah, up. Yeah, you wish you had many men. <laughs> Then <laughs> you got that, man. <laughs> That's when you know what era you was raised in. We might be showing our age a little bit. Shout out to get Richard Dot Tribe. The whole 2001. Man. But yeah, that's uh, oh, 2003. 2003. 2003, yeah. yeah. I remember AU probably, they was like, yo, he said, uh, he quoted that line where he's like, but he ain't breathing. And <laughs> he's like, ah. <laughs> Uh, I was on that 21 Questions. Oh, yeah. Love. <laughs> Thought, who was that? Who was the girl in there? Uh, I don't even remember. Was it? Uh, was it Megan Good? Megan Good. Yeah. I was like, yeah. 
I don't remember the video. I, I don't know how I know that. Uh, I don't remember the video uh, at all. You know, I remember. I was like, I got 22 questions. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, good. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was all serious. All right, so where was that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we were talking about catastrophe. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's also a part of coming together as a, fa- a common family. Denominator, common denominator. You talked about the common denominator, the risk. Yeah, we talked about the common denominator, the risk, uh, catastrophe. Again, this is a conversation that have come from the family. So everybody plays a different role. You got the breadwinner of the family. Uh, you've got the chief supporting officer, as I like to call him, the person who the breadwinner doesn't always be the person who runs point on everything. Uh, and those roles can be irreversible. Again, we don't care who does what. Yeah. We just know that typically these are the type of roles that you have in there. Uh, so everybody may have the same amount of risk as far as what you guys put forward, but everybody doesn't have the same amount of risk. As again, as an investor. Uh, so when you're dealing with catastrophe, what are the catastrophes? Uh, there's death, there's death, there's illness, um, there's a loss. You say what? Um, you can go. On. Yeah, no, no. There's, fam- there's family loss. There's financial loss. Uh, I mean, there's so many different losses you can take. Yeah, any asset that you have, any asset that's a loss. Uh, property. Sometimes you have equipment. You know, you sometimes depreciation loss. Like there's a there's a number of this. But when you're considering your family, let's let's take let's. Slow down with the emergency. Um, the so, emergency. All right. You know, emergency. The question is going to be, what are you guys going to do if something happens to one of the members of the family? Exactly. Uh, so. And before we even say what we're going to do, let's let's think about what is lost and what steps are taken typically when there's a member of the family that's lost. Um, <clears throat> man, what is lost? That's that's tough to answer. Um, there's so much nuance in that. It depends on the person who's lost. And what their role was to the family. So there's going to be some type of element that won't be there anymore. Um, typically, in you know Western civilization, you're going to have a funeral of some sort. So you have costs associated with people when they pass. Uh, uh, whatever debt or things they may have had. So there's a lot to consider. Yeah, this so isn't just burying someone out in the field. Yeah, so that's what, there's 20, a lot of steps to go. Like $20,000? Sometimes yeah, it's like uh, five between ten and fifteen 10, grand. Ten to fifteen grand to bury. All right, then, uh, you know, I know this. That loss of income. Loss of income. Uh, um, loss of. The personality. Personality. Loss of inspiration. Loss of, of their seed and what they could become and their value. So there's a there's a lot, and then if you add on the fact that you guys have you are taking these steps to invest, then that's a that's a loss of an investor. So you want to think of you want to think those things through uh, so as you're getting going. So and again, these aren't necessarily difficult conversations, but it's the right conversation to have as you guys are coming together. Uh, is as you're gearing up to play offense, you gotta consider the defense. Because mm-hmm. uh, what what's what's the quote? The punch you don't see coming is the one that knocks takes you, you out. out. Yeah, it's the one that knocks you out. So I, we want to so. The best way to do this is life insurance. I'm, I'm not going to gloss over it. Insane. And yeah, lot, you definitely want to have your emergency fund because you want to have a, um, liquidity to handle things that you can take care of that makes sense. Sometimes 
using your cash might not be the best thing because you can leverage that cash. And that's another conversation is why you would have a conversation with Stephen and I. It's okay, I have 20000 You don't want to give that money away because once that money is gone, it's gone. You can't get it back. But how can I leverage that money to where it can make more money? Um, and so emergency fund is important. And then life insurance. And we truly believe that life insurance, the proper adequate amount of life insurance placed on each member in your in your uh, family, in your corporation, every shareholder is advantageous for multiple reasons. One, it protects against risk. And when you set it up right, it also allows you to leverage money like we talked about in the beginning to bring about more, bring about more investments, but you have to do it right and you have to build relationships. So that's why it's second on our list because as we know, the reason why life insurance gets a bad name and is because that people believe that insurance salesmen get over on it. They believe that. So in, in order to do that, and again, like we talked about, the cry, the risk isn't in the in, in on anybody, it's on the investor. So again, we're not saying life insurance is an investment, but what we are saying is you anything you put your effort, energy, time, and money into is it's worth protecting. Is is worth protecting. So the best way to do that is when you come together, devise you a criteria of what it takes in individuals that you want to work with. Yeah, keep going. Individuals that you... Sorry, we are... are, uh, Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, I got a quick call there. Yeah, that's all good. So what I was saying is the criteria is very important. So as you get that criteria, it's going to be the template that you're going to use as you come down the playbook into other players. That is your foundation. These are the values. This is why family is important because you have these core values that money can't break. Money can't maneuver and break through your foundation. So as you're doing that and you build that emergency fund and you have adequate life insurance that can be utilized to take advantage of opportunities that you guys have already established in what level of each shareholder's expertise is, then you're moving in the right direction. Agreed. Then you're moving in the right direction. And that's it's so many, so many benefits. So now moving moving further down, um, that's the defense. Is there anything you want to add to the defense or you want? Uh the other thing would just be health insurance, which is Correct. Uh, a tough topic right now, uh, especially with you know a lot of the losses in jobs. Uh, and it's become far more expensive it is uh, as well but it's it's just a conversation i'm not saying like you guys had to have all this set up before you get started but don't play yourself don't <laughs> don't just just uh just know that those vulnerabilities are out there and do what you can to address them and you have multiple options you have health hsas you can you can set them up with your family uh high deductible low premiums the, or high premiums high deductible high uh, uh, HDHPs, like there's there's ways there's ways you can set them up, and not all, not everything is for everybody, but again, thinking as a CEO, to already understand what this timeline is going to be like, this world is a pie, what percentage, you need to start allocating to here, then that operating agreement is going to start taking shape as you're moving forward. And that's thinking as a CEO. And how do we relate that to your family? Well, if you have a kid, let's say you have 
say you're a newlywed and you plan on having kids, and we know that our kids are going to do what they desire and what they seem fit, and our job as parents are to be the example and to help navigate them in the direction that they can gravitate to and want to take ownership in. So being able to set up something that will allow them to take advantage of that moving forward is what you want to be able to do. That is what we call an inheritance. You read. But decide that as a family. As a family. What do you guys want to pass on to the next generation? Yeah. Um, If anything, again, that's it for y'all to decide. I'm assuming you're going to want to give something to the next generation, but talk it through. The reason why we say talk it through, and we've seen it so many times, is because anytime someone wants to be the dictator and feel like they make all the decisions and they always right, we heard the saying, pride comes, then fall comes. And ability follows humility. So when you're allowing someone to make their decisions, this is why God gives us free will, is you take ownership in your progress. You take ownership in that. And that's what you want. As out of your employees. That's what you want out of your family members. That's what you want as your coach out of your players. You want them to own up and take responsibility. And that's how you continue to grow. Criticism, I'm reading a book uh, by Dale Carnegie, and it talks about criticism destroying people. But if you figure out ways to encourage people, they take ownership in what they have going on. And so when you come into the table and you're discussing finances, you're trying to figure out what does, what do you want? What is it that you're trying to accomplish? Okay, because money, again, we say is not a goal, it's just a tool. And then that's how you develop that serendipitous lifestyle. You're happy because you're not allowing the pay scale to dictate your, your level of fulfillment. And you do that by communicating. So again, Stevie brought up a really good point. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Alpha isn't... Have a family meeting. That's the easiest way to do it. Easy way. And do them frequently. Frequently. I wish my family could meet more, but because we've had a, we didn't have that head start, now we have obligations. So now we have obligations that we have to see, foot, see fit and follow through with so we can provide and make provisions. So this is why the earlier and more frequently you're able to do that, that is very advantageous. It's never too late. So first things first, uh, if you have the idea, if you don't have the idea, get the idea. Uh, that family's better than individual. Uh, second, reach out to the family. Let everybody know uh, what your thoughts are, where you are. Uh, and what the idea is, <clears throat> and that you want to come together as a family. Uh, the next step is to set up a meeting or a call or just something where you can get everybody together at one time to have a discussion. And again, the discussion, you know, if you guys may have progressed faster than others, but the discussion should at least be about coming together as a family and what that means. Uh, as far as what you guys want to take aim at. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that helps to start the conversation. We don't want to say too much because we don't want to put you in a box of where you have to do. We just know there's some basics that have to come together. 
Uh, so just having that first combo and see where it goes. Again, if you're the person spearheading this, I can tell you from experience, don't have too much expectation for that meeting. Uh, just have the expectation that the meeting is supposed to happen. Uh, and then just see where it goes from there. Because uh, again, we don't know the ideas that are going to come from that. So it's hard to say what that next step will be. But as you come together and form the group, just like any other entity, we're starting to think about the offense and the defense. Uh, so the defensive side of the ball is, what are the risks to me as an investor? What is the risk to us as a family? And have we adequately addressed that? If we haven't, let's have the conversation. So this, thing, this includes, but it's not limited to, emergency fund, savings, life insurance, health insurance, disability, uh, you know, your car insurance. I mean, there's a ton of different mechanisms that are out there, especially in modern society, that address the issue of risk. So as you come together as an investor, you should know what risks you have to yourself, but if not, go ahead and understand that. And then as you come together as a family, what risk do we have as a family? And figure out what you guys want to do about that. Uh, once you get that defense down and you have an understanding of whether or not you have that in place, some of you, you know, be frank, some of you may move on without having that in place. Uh, we just want you to understand your risk, uh, what you choose to do and not to do. You know, again, that's the beauty of choice. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a choice. But mm -hmm. we want to make sure that you're aware that if you step forward and you don't have these things in place, you're putting yourself okay. and your family at risk. You, it's very much so because one question of the... One quote that I really, really enjoy from the, you sent me this video of uh, the owner of the Houston Rockets. And he said one thing that- Wait, people, say it again? Say the, owner, the owner of the Houston Rockets. He oh, was, yeah. He said that one thing that happens to people, that happens to people all, too often is that when things are going good, they forget that it can go bad. Mm. And when things are going bad, they, could fit, they forget they're going good. So if you don't have the, the proper and adequate uh, insurances- it's only a matter of time before you get a flat tire or, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, something, we're human. We have and, and the reason this is important is we're thinking about the entity of family investing. So this is to support that. It's not to take away from it. Because if, again, if, uh, you know, Warren Buffett has this quote, you know, when the tide goes out, we, we get to see who was swimming naked. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's just about protecting the unit so that it does, nothing stops or slows down the investment. Yeah. So again, you know, we say this all the time, a lot of people do it risk that's in the market. Nobody talks about the risk in real life <laughs> as you play in the market. So yeah. that's, that's, the, that's where we're coming from. Very good point. Because now, now let's, say, let's say you have five of the greatest businessmen, right? You're not family. Five of the greatest businessmen, they come together. See, the, the thing that we fail to realize is the reason why people get into, watch your gangster movies and your mob movies. The reason why a father starts doing some crazy stuff is because he's having issues at the family that's going on. And now that he's having issues in the family, he's behind on payments over here. So now he's thinking about what are ways he can be advantageous over here with the business. You see what I'm saying? So we forget how important it is that you have conversations with whoever you're working with. What are they doing with their family? Is this man sleeping around on his wife? If he is, there's only a matter of time before that dishonor that he's having in his household is going to spill into here because there's going to be, you know what, we know what happens. Now, I'm not going to say who's right or who's wrong in that situation because 
that's relationship and we're financial therapy, not romantic <laughs> therapy. But what I'm saying is this. We do know for a fact that divorce is going to hit you across the medulla yeah. and you're going to lose a lot of money. And now when that dude is having to or, pay. You know, he gets caught up or he gets sick it, or anything happens. Now, the whatever portion of his investment that goes towards the family is inconsistent or it's not there. Yeah. Uh, so, again... The defensive side of the ball is protecting your ability to play offense, mm. first and foremost. So that that is why that comes first. We see what the, the trailblazers right now. It is. It will. So as you move into the offense, now you can get into the creative side of things. And you can be more comfortable shooting them deep threes. So now you guys can figure out, okay, what do we want to do as a family? Are we starting a business as a family? Are we investing in the market? Uh, are we creating a product? Are we supporting someone who's already doing these things? Uh, are, are we investing in each other individually? Like, there's so many different things that you can do. Uh, and also, you know, sh- share a comment below. Uh, reach out to us on Instagram, uh, Your Genuine Self, to let us know if your family has come together, what you guys are doing out there. Mm. Uh, because we'd love to share that uh, with the family therapy community. Sure. Uh, just to give people inspiration about what other families are doing. Uh, so we'll definitely, actually, you know, we'll, that video will be coming soon. I think yeah. we can hit the streets and do that one. We can do that one? Yeah, we're going to do an episode of the streets uh, asking people about what their family's investing in together. I think uh, and hopefully we'll, you know, be able to bring some inspiration to you guys. I don't want to, uh, I want to highlight what Steve just said when he broke down the gifts and products or whatever. When you do come together... I encourage that you create, I can't tell you what to do, but I do encourage you create an environment and a culture of sharing your ideas and sharing your beliefs because each and everybody has, each and everyone has a life and through that life we develop expertise and therefore that level of expertise that you have, somebody don't have in Tibet, you know, somebody doesn't have maybe across the street. All right. And if you lean into whatever that gift is and that level of expertise is and you cultivate that, then whatever funds that you have over here can help you to develop that to be even better. And now we can move where we need to be, because that's what's going to develop more production of whatever expertise that you have. I'm going to give an example. The reason why I'm able to say that, because you can see I'm wearing this hoodie, buckets or bench. I had a level of expertise with basketball. I talk about it all the time. So now the things that I do are to present that ability to bring value or you go sit on a bench, point blank period. So either get buckets or go sit down. Either, yeah, either get buckets <laughs> or go sit down. So we actually shot a video. Shut I'm going to show you after we get out of here. Okay, it's pretty right, dope. Yeah, so I can spit. Like, I can for real, for real spit. Yeah, he's solid. Yeah. He's nice on and off the court. Yeah. I'll give him that. Yeah. <laughs> we okay, three-pointer, but, you know. <laughs> we still got to play one-on-one. He's been jumping me out there lately. He, yeah, he's been jumping me out there. But, example, doing that now, it's like, okay, how does everything in my life play a part to create and fulfill the purpose that I have with the skill sets that I have? And so when you guys have your conversation with each other, be confident. Even if you you even if you're shy, there's something that you know that everybody may not. Eat. You probably know more in your pinky than what somebody knows in their whole body. Yeah. So when you be confident in that and do your due diligence when you're at home, and so when that conversation is had, please be, develop a culture where people feel freely to share. It's important. Have fun with it. Have fun with it. 
is once you get to that point, you know, you guys are either embarking on something brand new or you're strengthening something that's already been started. But either way, it's going to benefit the current generation and the generations to come. So take pride in that. Um, have some fun with it. Everything doesn't have to be so serious. Uh, and find a way just to, to create a funnel for ideas. Because the other thing you're going to notice is you may not get the reaction right there in the, in the conversation or in the meeting, but they will come. So over the weeks or the months, because uh, it's just how life works. See, you know, time harvest. Yeah, people, people start talking. They're like, hey, remember the idea you want to do as a family? My such and such, man. They're saying they, they do this. Uh, it's just how life works. You just start to run into everything that you start to think about. It's because yeah. you plant seeds, yeah. man. You plant seeds, somebody water, and God get an increase. So you got to bring your idea. Idea is a seed. That's what it is. So stay open because they will flow. They will. They will flow. Once will. you start to invest, once you, because you're unlocking, every, you're unlocking the family value. So part of that is going to be discovered. So many ideas are going to start to flow. People are going to... People who were once quiet are going to have ideas. They're going to be vocal. And this is a great thing. Again, as a CEO, you're going to have to manage this. But the fact that everybody is participating is a good sign. Uh, and just, again, on the offensive side, you get to be creative. Uh, decide what you guys want to do, how you want to do it. Uh, what time increment do you want to do it? Is this an every year thing? Again, all of these things you guys can decide in the details. We just want to help facilitate you to that point and making sure that you don't skip any of the steps in between because they're so important. And again, like the uh, Houston Rockets, I think his name is Tortilla, 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 something like that. Maybe even messing up things. No, he wasn't too happy about yesterday. So. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, he's a restauranteur, right? Um, I think so. Yeah, I was a... Nobody was cooking yesterday for them. <laughs> Oh, Chris uh, Paul. Uh, Chris Paul went for the Chris Paul. Oh, uh, yeah. Schroeder. They went for their Juju B. Okay. They, I mean, they were down 2 0. It's 2 2 now. It's 2 2 now? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Hey, maybe Harden had those great couple games. Okay, Houston, uh, you have a problem. Yeah, but what was you saying about him? Um, no, he just. Uh, uh, the Rockets owner. I forgot what I was talking to him about. Sorry, guys. I distracted Steve. No, not at all. Because he's got a really good book uh, out that's a really quick read on business. But we are just talking about, you know, what, what has to happen as the CEO uh, of your family or even the CEO of yourself. So, again, just keep keep working at it. If I'm talking to someone who's tried to have this conversation in the past and didn't go well, try again. Uh, to quote the uh, the great Aaliyah, at first you don't succeed. Just step off and try again. Hey, all right, okay. It looks like that. Yeah. Tell you how to be in the studio. Yeah. And if you think you tried too many times, try again. Yeah. Because uh, it's only your family. That's you know? it. <laughs> you're, not, you're not going anywhere. God bless you. You're not going home. anywhere. So keep going. And for those who haven't, uh, we're excited to see you guys go out there and take your first shot. L again, let us know how it goes. Reach out to us at your genuine self. Uh, and let us know, you know, what's going on there. Uh, share with us any of your thoughts or any ideas. For, any, for the families that are out there already doing this, 
already have something in place. Let us know what you guys are doing, what your experience has been like. Again, we want to share this with the community uh, because when we think about our true nature, it's really family oriented. Uh, I know we live in a land of individualism, uh, but it was always and will always be about the family. Because uh, relationship capital, mental capital. Hmm? Because relationship capital, mental capital equals financial capital. Yeah. That's where wealth creation comes from. And the more minds you can add to that, the better the relationship. It's just, it just goes hand in hand. Uh, so find a way to get on board with the family. Set up the conversation. Talk about what you guys want to do. Put it together a game plan of the steps that you need to take uh, before you get to the investing part. Go through those steps. Get ready for the investment. You guys will determine what that means, whether it's money or any other type of investment. Whatever interval, time interval you're going to do it as. Uh, and just go ahead and get started. Because again, like anything uh, which you know we've learned by starting businesses ourselves, but also reading a ton of successful people, is it doesn't necessarily start pretty the first time. Uh, so it's okay if there are mistakes that are made. If it comes out ugly, if the first investment didn't win. Uh, because it's not... I guess success and failure isn't necessarily whether you guys get a return on your investment each time. It's like who you guys are going to become in the process. So you're going to become a family that not only prays together, but invests together. Like, that's huge. Uh, and that seed or that DNA that you guys are writing, think of it like you guys are writing your own code, you're going to pass that down to the next generation. So you're the first generation to get it off the ground. Maybe the second generation is the one who actually flies. You, you know, it's, again, that's just how nature and life works. But it's worth getting it off the ground. So please, I hope we uh, were able to impress upon you that investing as a family is far better than investing as an individual. Because individual success is one thing, but family success? I'm reading a book called, uh, is, is, sorry, but no, yeah. I'm reading a book called Attached, and it talks about the the attachment lifestyle the attachment lifestyles that we have whether you have the you have an avoidance you have a secure you have an anxious um, whether you think there's more or less you know that's you can have that conversation I'll be avoiding <laughs> but whenever you get to a point in your life where you have that vulnerability that hits you you you'll avoid it or you'll lean into it or you're comfortable with it all right or you want to hurry up and jump into it so there was this, they gave a story of the guy who, you, we talked about this, the guy who went to Alaska, who wanted to walk all the way to Alaska, and then he ended up dying, passing oh, away. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, man. Love this. Man. Yeah. And the last thing. So the into la- the wild. Into the wild. The last thing that he wrote in his journal was, happiness isn't happiness unless shared with someone. Yeah. He learned to value family once he got a chance to be away from them. Mm. So it was... Uh, Great movie, Sean Penn, uh, excellent soundtrack. Shout out to uh, Pearl Jam, lead singer. Uh, yeah, you guys are gonna kill me around this. Uh, Eddie, Eddie Vedder? I think that's his name, but did an excellent soundtrack. But anyway, great movie based on a true story. It was about a guy from Atlanta, Georgia who went to Emory University uh, in the 90s, early 90s who decided um, that he wanted to give it all up and start over and live off the land and kind of 
he made his way to Alaska, burned his license, donated his savings to charity, burned all his identification, and just hitchhiked and took off towards Alaska. Yes. Uh, but it, some of the revelations in the movie uh, speaks to that family dynamic. Mm. Uh, you know, they shot it as he had a dysfunctional family. I don't want to give away the story. Uh, but some of the realizations that he has at the end when he's in the wilderness, um, I think shares a lot about what family means in the end, even the dysfunctional ones. And we think these conversations, the relationship, understanding that is important. So if you guys have the time, there's books that we mentioned, Blue Ocean, uh, the book about the, the, the owner, the business book. Yeah, the Houston Rockets. Yeah, you can just Google him, his yeah, books. I books. don't want to continue to mess yeah. his name up. But he's got a book, Quick Read, uh, definitely speaks to the CEOs yeah. uh, of businesses. The, that one, The Way of the Superior Man, and then this book, last one I'm about to mention to you, Attached. Uh, it talks about relationships and how they develop and how the behaviors of and the relationships that you have as a kid will resonate in how you interact as an adult. And these books we highly suggest and highly recommend because again, human life value is what we believe and that'll help to bridge the gap with the relationship capital and the mental capital so you can have the financial capital. And when you're looking for you know, a conversation around finance, we would love to have that conversation with you. Shout yeah, us out. Again, yes. reach out your genuine self. Yes. Let us know. For sure. Uh, any questions, especially uh, with today's podcast, you know, this one hits home for both of us. We really believe in that family dynamic and unlocking the family's human life value. Uh, so, again, share with us any stories that you have. We don't care whether they're success or failures, uh, whether they're ideas or things that are actually being implemented. We want to hear from all of that. Or hear about all of that because we want to share with others uh, and help inspire others. Because uh, again, we we just simply believe, uh, you know, the family that prays together stays together, but the family that invests together gets paid together. Yeah, gets blessed together. <laughs> <laughs> family that prays together stays together. The family that invests together gets blessed gets together. Blessed together. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, Proverbs okay. says, you know, good man, great man leaves an inheritance for children's children. Now, of course, the patriarchal view of the Bible is going to write man, but it means human, humankind. <laughs> uh, Clarify that. Well, yeah, just because there's a date, the date and time in which it was written is just, it's clear with, you know, who was the man was everything. Yeah. So I, I get why certain things say man, but there's times where it's written as man, but it means basically humankind. Yeah. Oh, humankind. So what we're saying is women out there, uh, any quotes that we ever give, yeah. the, the pronoun is interchangeable. We understand the value of a queen, like, period. Like, Listen to brother to the night. <laughs> the value of a queen. We can't do nothing without our queen. That, we, they, oh, there's no loyalty like the loyalty of a beautiful queen. Hey, you want me to get out the way? That's what you're saying. There's no loyalty like the loyalty. I wish they marketed and branded that because that's what Mr. our world... Darius Lovehall. That's, that's where our world and our society would take off if we market and brand the loyalty that a goddess, a queen has for her 
tribe, like her kingdom, like just for real. Like I've seen it with my mom, I've seen it with my sisters, I've seen it. And Steve looking at look, you see how <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to give him pain. I'm just trying to give him the stage. Yeah, so it's my love joke. Yeah, to the resistance, up. man. We got uh, to the resistance. Wherever they are. Wherever you might be listening. <laughs> keep saving. Keep striving. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.